been good to us. He's been good to us. Let's just lift our hands for a moment. Let's worship him. I love you, Father. I thank you for this morning, God, the opportunity to be here, to congregate with your bride, Lord, to be here with your people, the people that you have bought with your blood, Lord, that you have chosen, Father, that you have picked up, that you have strengthened, God, that you have anointed, Lord, for these end times. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you have bestowed upon me to minister to such a group of individuals in this house, to such a church in Alameda, California, Lord. I thank you for it. And I ask that your spirit move freely in this house. We will not quench what your spirit is wanting to do, but in regards, we will yield to the flow of your spirit. I'm here, Lord, not to perform or to sermonize, God. I believe you've given a word in my heart, God, and I just pray, Lord, that there may be a freedom in this house to deliver, Lord, that every fetter, every chain in a pulpit may be released in Jesus' name, that your word may go forth, God, may multiply, Lord, may be fruitful, Lord, in the lives of every hearer, every doer of the word of God. We thank you, Jesus for your word has transformed us this far your word your word has brought us this far lord your word jesus has strengthened us this far we couldn't do it without your word and without your spirit we couldn't do it without it lord thank you lord i just I feel the presence of god in this house amen and so thankful for uh, the sensitivity of God's people. Um, I felt like the Lord um, brought us a visitation last Sunday, and um, I'm thankful for everybody who was sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I, I, I needed that service. I'm going to be honest with you. I personally needed that. I, I believe some things that the Lord spoke that Sunday carried me throughout the weekend. God gave me the grace and the mercy. I don't know if someone also felt that. You felt the grace and mercy of God come through in very difficult moments. You felt the hand of God upon your life. I felt it. And I'm so thankful for the sensitivity of the people of God that were able to open their hearts and be vulnerable to the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. And uh, i just so thankful to be here this morning. Um, I feel such a connection with East Bay, and, and um, I, I may not be here in person, but I am not ceasing in praying for you guys, and praying for this wonderful work, and what the Lord is doing in this wonderful city, amen, let's go to the word of the Lord, let's go to the book of Mark chapter 4, praise God, Mark chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, let's open our Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 4. Amen. Praise God. Again, it is truly an honor and a privilege to be here um, this morning in this beautiful church. Amen. Give honor to Pastor Prado and uh, his ministry, his wonderful family who are so been so good to us. Me and my wife were so thankful for the hosp hospitality and uh, the kindness that they have showed us, and uh, so thankful for them, amen, and uh, thankful for the wonderful leadership of this church, amen, praise God, Mark chapter 4, verse 3, start in verse 3, when you have it, you can say amen, and it says, here can behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. The fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. Immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground. And it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. We're going to go to verse 14, and this is the interpretation of that scripture. It says, The sower soweth 
the word. These that are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time afterwards when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake immediately they are offended verse 18 says and they and these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. But these are they which are sown on good ground. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. I want to talk to you this morning about a simple subject that I have titled as the enemies of the seed. The enemies of the seed. Let's entertain the presence of the Lord one more time. Let's lift our hands. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us today. Father, I want you to speak to me personally, Lord. My heart, my spirit, my soul. Father, I want you to use me right now to loosen my tongue that I may speak what you have put and deposited in my heart and in my mind. Father, I pray, God, that there may be, Lord, a distribution of seeds into the grounds of those that are available to receive from you today. That we may open our hearts, we may be vulnerable to you one more time. Lord, that you may come and enter into this place as the sower with the seed in his hand. As you begin, Lord, to sow, Father, in the grounds of your people in Jesus' name. As you begin, Lord, to declare words of prophecy, words of promise, Lord, things that you are about to do in their lives, in their family, in their children, in their husband, in their wives, Lord. I, I pray there be a, an abundance of seed in this house house this morning I pray Lord that you may pass through our ground and not overlook us father I pray that when you look at our ground you can see that there is potential for seed to grow for seed to be fruitful for seed to multiply in Jesus name we are wanting to be obedient someone pray that with me we are wanting to be obedient to your word we are wanting to be obedient to the move we are wanting to be obedient to the river. We are, are wanting to be obedient to the flow. We surrender right now. We surrender right now. We surrender right now. Lord, we need you today. We need your word today. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him a hand clap of thanksgiving unto the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Mark chapter 4, talking about the enemies of the seed. This is a parable that is not only found in this particular version of the Gospels, but it's found in, in other Gospels pertaining to this story of the sower. A parable is a concept. It is a, a, it is a story that was used by Jesus in order to translate or in order to transmit a, a spiritual concept. He would use natural aspects as a seed, as ground, as a field, as a coin. These were natural aspects, physical aspects that God used or Jesus Christ used in order to transmit a spiritual concept. He wanted to better explain the things of the Spirit. He wanted to better explain the kingdom of God and God's word. He wanted to better explain and use the terminology, use the agriculture and the economy of that world and that society in order to give a better understanding of the word of God. 
He was using these parables as a story to relate to them so that they can have a better understanding of what he was trying to relate to. And the Bible here is talking about Jesus relaying the story of the sower. The sower is a man usually in those day and day in the, at that time and age, it was a man that would carry a satchel or a bag, and the bag would be full of seeds, and this man would roam around in the property and the domain that he was given and he would begin to disperse the seed to the left and to the right and he would begin to uh, spread the seed all throughout the ground wanting for the seed to be embedded into the ground and for it to later produce fruit but it's interesting I've asked myself this question Pastor Prado I've asked myself this question as reading through the story uh, 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 of how careless it may seem that the sower was how careless he was to throw the seed on stony ground how careless it may have seemed for the sower to, 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 to disperse seed amongst the wayside it seemed like the, the sower wasn't really paying attention to where the seed was being implanted it seems like the sower was really not paying attention to where the seed was being implanted and where the seed was falling onto it seems like the sower really did not care if it if if the seed went to the wayside or if the seed went to the stony ground or went through the thorns and the thistles but he was just dispersing the seed all throughout his way and all throughout his trajectory and I come to tell somebody here today that your past and your mistakes and your failures and the things that have happened in your life have not disqualified you from receiving what God has wanted to implant in your life I'm glad. I don't know if somebody's got a testimony here this morning, but I'm glad as a broken teenager full of perversion and iniquity, he didn't overlook my ground. He saw the stones in my heart. He saw the thorns in my mind, but he still decided to send a preacher. He still decided to send a word that changed my ground forever. You cannot disqualify yourself from receiving what God wants you to receive. I'm here to tell somebody here today, he saw your mistakes before you ever confessed them unto him. He saw your shortcomings even before you ever told them about it. And he decided, I'm going to plant somebody. I'm going to plant something in the ground. I'm going to share a word to them. I'm going to share my gospel with them. The sower saw the rocks and saw the stones even before the seed was dispersed. The sower saw the thistles and the thorns even before he started spreading the seed. The sower saw the fowls in the air roaming around the wayside, but he still decided to sow seed. And I'm thankful God didn't overlook Alameda, California to sow a seed of revival and sow a seed of harvest. He saw the iniquity. He saw the perversion. He saw the thistles and the thorns of lust and entertainment, but he still decided to plant a church in the middle of such a he saw he saw the very things that would be adversaries to his word but yet he still decided to plant his word he decided to still disperse his word in those very places that to the eyes it would seem it would never be fruitful and some people may have looked at Alameda and say there will never be a church there some people may have looked over the bay and say there'll never be a thriving apostolic church in Alameda look how perverted they are look how lust hungry they are look how money driven they are they will ne there will never be a church there and many may have tried and it may have gone up and may have gone down but I'm here to tell you there are seeds in Alameda there are seeds in Alameda California in which God has planted and he said there may be stones there may be thorns there may be thistles but my word will not return unto me void 
I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody right now that you've allowed the enemy to disqualify you from the ever-changing, everlasting transformation of the Word of God. You ought to listen to this preacher right now because I'm talking right where you're at. There's some people that have disqualified themselves saying, I'll never grow. I'll never mature. I'll always stay the same. I'll always deal with the same things. And I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. He said, Alameda's always going to be under my grasp. Alameda's always going to be bound. Alameda's always going to be under such darkness. But yet there was a word that was shown in Alameda. There was a word. I'm glad that though he saw my mistakes and he saw my failures and I didn't, ma- I didn't meet the requirements. I didn't match the qualifications, Pastor. He still said, my word can be embedded in that ground. My word can change those stones, and my word can remove those thorns, and my word can remove those thistles, and my word can rebuke the devourer, and my word can rebuke the fowls of the air, and my word can be powerful enough to change even the drug addict, even the alcoholic, even the prostitute, even... The gangbanger, even the man with a business suit on, even the CEO, it doesn't matter what kind of ground you are, the word of God. The word of God. I'm thankful, and I'm here to tell you the sower doesn't make mistakes. The sower don't make mistakes. The sower is not careless. He is strategic about where he's putting this seed in. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows exactly how you're going to react. He knows exactly what happens when that seed comes in contact to your ground. And you may not be in a perfect state and you may not have everything put together. You may not have your life in order. But once you get the word of God, hallelujah, once you receive it, hallelujah, it'll change anybody. It'll transform anybody. It'll take anybody out of the ditch. It'll... It'll bring light to anyone in darkness. I'm thankful for that seed of the gospel. I'm thankful for that seed. I'm telling you, I'm thankful for it. That there was a seed of anointing and ministry placed in the life of a broken teenager at the age of 18. Who everybody that walked past him said he won't do anything in life. He won't even have the ability to have a marriage and have a sustainable one. Look how crazy he is. Look how up and down he is. They looked at my ground and they judged me by my rocks and my thistles and my thorns. They looked at my ground and they saw the spirits I was entertaining, Pastor. They saw the fowls I was attracting. And they say, ain't nothing gonna go, ain't nothing coming out of that boy. Ain't nothing good gonna happen with him. Look how he's defying this and defying that. But Jesus passed by my ground. I'm waiting for somebody to get riled up in the Holy Ghost. But Jesus came by my ground. But Jesus was walking through. But Jesus came along. And where a man said no, Jesus said, my seed, my seed, my seed. I'm thankful for the seed. I'm thankful for the seed. And I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm not telling you I got everything in order. I'm not telling you everything's in place. But it's a whole lot better than how I started. I'm talking to somebody right now here in the Holy Ghost. It's a lot better than where I started. And you ought to not self-condemn yourself because you're not doing this and you're not doing... You ought to look back and say, God's brought me this far. The Word of God has done this in my... God has done this in my heart. God has transformed my... Is anyone in this house thankful for the seed? Is anyone in this house thankful for the sower? Is there anybody in this house? 
I'll tell you something right now. They're enemies of the seed. And there are things that are rising up against your fruitfulness. There are things that are rising up against our can I Can I be bold? Is it, I feel at home. That's why I feel like I can be a little bold. This little second wave of COVID, though it's real, and I, I get it, it's a, it's a virus. And I don't want to be political or any, any of that stuff, but this, this, this second wave of COVID is not much of a threat to our body than it is to our minds. Do I got it? Do I don't have it? Should I get the vaccine? Should I not get the vaccine? I, I feel this and I, I feel that. There's anxiety and depression creeping up because you don't even know if you got the virus or not. And it's an all-out assault, pastor, on the minds of the Christian believers. Where all of a sudden the warfare is no longer in the body, but it's right here in the mind. And that's why you got to put on the whole armor of Christ. Because the Bible says you got to put the helmet of salvation on. Woo! You ought to put the helmet of your salvation on. Acts 2.38 better be on your forehead, baby. And you better believe this with all that you got. Mm. things that are rising against the fruitfulness because why the ground in which the seed is deposited in is in your heart in your mind and in your heart and if he can start having the fowls of fear roaming around your ground pastor can preach about healing but the minute you hit, you, you hit the parking lot all of a sudden you start doubting and all of a sudden you start questioning and all of a sudden I'm gonna die from this I, I, I've heard people say I'm gonna die from this what kind of speech is that you ain't talking in the spirit if you're thinking and talking all that death and all that nonsense I'm sorry I'm stepping on some toes this morning but you ought to speak life you ought to speak blessing you ought to speak multiplication I'm telling you, I'm getting in a car in about two, three hours, and I'm driving an hour and a half out of here. <laughs> Pastor can clean this up, but I'm here to tell somebody here today, you ought to gird the loins of your mind. And not let all this social media garbage and all this other kind of stuff get downloaded into your mind and into your spirit. Where we're believing the word of Dr. This and Dr. That. And we ain't believing the word of God. We ought to believe the word of God. Because the Bible says let every other man be a liar. Let other man, every other man be a liar. And God be true. So there are enemies that are rising against the seed. They're arising against the word that's been implanted in the lives of his people. And the first enemy I want to expose here this morning, because I come to expose the enemy here this morning. I ain't scared of him, I'm telling you. He tried to take me out once and he failed. Last time I was out here, the car came by. I told you the whole story. Car almost took out me and my wife. He tried to take me out, but I'm covered in the blood, baby. Woo! I'm covered in the blood. I got a seed in my ground. I got a word in my spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. He can't take me out even if he tried. So there are enemies that are rising against the seed. The first enemy I want to expose is the atmosphere, principalities, powers, and spirits in high places. And I'm going to tell you something. Your pastor has a ministry of sowing seed. I've never, I've never seen a man of God with so much seed as Pastor Ari Prado. Every time he's, man, it's just like revelation just flowing out of him. You ought to understand every time you're in service or you're hearing online, that seed's being implanted in your heart. You better not be distracted cooking dinner. Ouch. You better not be distracted doing, tying your shoes or getting all dressed. No, 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 no. When the, when the sower starts to seed, you ought to be in attention and say, I'm ready to receive something from 
I'm ready to receive something from God. Your pastor has a sewing ministry. I feel there's some of you in here, you have a watering ministry. The Bible says, Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. I believe those are the three perfect relationships a church should have. They should have a relationship with their pastor. They should have a relationship with the fivefold ministry. But they also should have a relationship with God who gives the increase. We have churches that pastor can preach and pastor can bring in preachers. But the saints aren't having a relationship with God. And that's what leads to seeds being dormant. And if we're dormant, it's not pastor's fault. It's not the evangelist's fault. It's because there's something messed up over here. If we're not growing and we ain't maturing, it's because there's something messed up with this. Pastor doesn't give the increase. Brother Puentes doesn't give the increase. Ain't no other preacher give the increase. It's God that gives the increase. I feel like Brother Thaler, he's, he's, a, he's got a ministry to water. God will take him. I don't know if he's here or not, but God will take him to places where there's already seeds in the ground. And he'll just start watering. Whew. He'll start watering. There's some people here, you got that kind of ministry, you start just start watering the seeds. And, but you ought to understand when your pastor's preaching and when your pastor's dispersing seed, there's fowls in the air wanting to devour your seed. There are distractions. There are spiritual weights. There are things of this world. There's darkness. There's people battling with depression, anxiety. There's people battling with suicide. All this stuff from the air. It's the ruler of the power of the air that's trying to mess up and trying to thwart and trying to devour the seed that's been implanted in some of our lives. And we ought to have spiritual warfare, pastor. Not only for us, but for every other person that's entertaining a fowl out there in the world. Because they ought to not come to our church and we have fowls roaming over our buildings. We ought to have spiritual authority. I'm not, I'm not saying about this church. I'm talking about another church on the other side of the bay. You're just, you're, you're just here as a mosquito on a fly just here. And you know what I mean? And, and there's some churches, man, that, that there's just fowls in the air. And you preach the word of God and they'll respond for a moment. But next week they're at the same place they were when you first got there. It's because they get the word in the pew but they lose it in the parking lot. Man, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm stepping on some toes today. You ought to have spiritual dominion and spiritual authority and say, I rebuke the devourer. I rebuke the devourer. Satan, you're not going to steal the word. Satan, you're not going to steal the seed. Satan. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel like there's a season of spiritual warfare coming to EBBF. I feel there's a, a season of spiritual warfare coming where we start taking authority over the things that have been stealing what God has wanting to impose inside of our lives. I come to tell somebody today, it's time to bind the strong man. It's time to bind the strong man. It It's time to fight for our promise. It's time to fight for our word. It's time to fight for the seed. It's time to fight for our children's salvation. I want you to lift your hands right now. I want you to pray in the spirit if you can. I want you to pray in the spirit if you can. I feel God calling some people to intercessory prayer. That's spiritual warfare. We're beginning to bind and beginning to loose. What you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth shall be loosed. Woo! 
There's a devil out there trying to steal your peace. There's a devil out there trying to steal your sleep. There's a devil out there trying to steal your rest. You ought to bind them in the name of Jesus and say you're not devouring this word. There's spirits coming against your family. You ought to stand up and say, there's a seed in this household. There's a seed in this house. There's a seed. I'm going to tell you the second enemy. And Brother Willoughby, this ain't going to be popular preaching. You see, the first enemy is found in the air. But the second enemy is found in the ground. The stones. The rocks. The hard places. I felt the Holy Ghost tell me. There are some memories of abuse. You're taking a revival service preacher to preach about heart issues? Yeah, I'm taking a revival service. Because we can deal with the fowls of the air, but if we don't deal with the stones in our hearts, ain't nothing going to multiply. Ain't nothing going to fructify. Ain't nothing going to give forth fruit. And I'm going to tell you how things break. Listen, there's people, Brother Willoughby, I, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You, you know why there's some people that they are not allowed to go deep in the spirit? Because there is some offense, some hurts. The Bible says that because of the stones, there was no depth in the ground. There are some stones that are keeping people in the surface. Ooh. There are some hurts, some bitterness, some, some anger issues, some things with a certain person or, or a memory with somebody. Somebody may have taken advantage of you. Somebody may have said something to you. There may have been verbal abuse, sexual abuse, or physical abuse. And it's been a stone in your heart allowing you from navigating into the depths of the spirit and seeing fruitfulness in your life. But I'm here to tell you how stones break. I'm here to tell you how stones break. I'm here to tell you how hearts healed. I'm going to tell you how minds become sound minds. God spoke to Moses and said, you speak to that rock. You ain't going to beat it. You're going to speak to it. And I feel, I've been to many churches, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to bash nobody, but I've been to many churches, pastor, that they're too busy beating it out of their saints. Come on, what do I, how come you're not doing this? How come, how come you're not doing that? I didn't come here to beat it out of you. I came to speak the word. I came to be obedient to God and say what thus saith the Lord. I come to speak the word of God and every rock is going to burst and there's going to be a flow. We need the word, Pastor. We need the word from God. Not a manipulated word from a sermonizer that try to, you know, dig deep and puncture this and puncture that. No, we ought to get into prayer and get a word from God. And not trying to manipulate anybody or try to get somebody to do this or get somebody to do that. No, no, no. I came here with a word from God. Why? Because it's the word that's going to break every hard place. For the Bible says that the word is like a hammer that breaks the rock. Yeah. Woo. You want to know the second thing that breaks hard places? The Bible says that when Elijah was up in the cave, there came forth a wind. And the Bible says that the wind broke the rocks. And I felt the Holy Ghost say... People that need healing need an atmosphere of the word of God and need an atmosphere of the spirit of God. This ain't popular preaching. I know. I get it. I get it. I understand. 
but I, I believe I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You ought to go to a church, and I believe this is the church where you will find your healing and not hop around from here to there or there to here or there or there. No, 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 no. This is where the word is spoken, and this is where the wind is felt. This is where the word is released, and this is where the wind blows. If you need healing, you are in the right place. But you need to be, uh, are we live, Pastor, right now? Is, is there people, nobody's, if you're going to hear this or whatever, you've got to you gotta come to the house of God. If you're sick, I understand you stay home. But if, you, if, you, if you're feeling all right, you ought to gird up the loins of your mind and say, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to get, I need to go to where the wind is blowing and where the word is preached. Because that's where I'm going to get healed. That's where God's going to touch my heart. That's where God's going to heal my mind. That's where God's going to transform me. That's where I know they're seed. You ought to shout right now. You ought to lift up your voice. You ought to give God glory. Come on, I feel hard places beginning to break right now. I feel hard places beginning to break right now. I feel memories beginning to shatter. Listen, listen, this is the issue. Offense has killed more promises, more words from God. Than sin and anything else in this world will ever do. The Bible says that they were offended. Y'all, I, I had to tell you something right now. If you're dwelling in the surface, you'll always be vulnerable to the trash that's thrown on your ground. People will come in and out of your life and they'll always throw trash on top of your ground but if you live a little deeper you don't live with the trash you live with the seed I, I, I feel that friction right now I feel that tension a little bit in the Holy Ghost I'm going to say that again if you feel if you live too much on the surface you are vulnerable to the trash that they're going to throw at you Because offenses will come. Offenses will come. Hurts and pains will come. Someone will talk about you and you're not going to like it. I'm preaching truth right now. But if you're too busy on the surface. You're too busy focusing on the soda can that's been crushed up and thrown on your ground you're too busy focusing on the offense the hurt the gossip the pain the affliction you're so busy focusing on the persecution and the affliction that you will have no mind and have no recognition that there is a seed that's been digged inside of your heart and we forfeit seeds so easily pastor because we rather go for the trash than to go for the seed We, we rather live with the trash and say, I'm a victim. I have a right to feel this way. They did me wrong. Or you can make up in your mind, I'm going deeper. I can make up in my mind I'm going deeper why because there's a seed inside of me and I'm not willing to forfeit the seed for a comment I'm not willing to forfeit a seed for an action I'm not willing to forfeit the seed for out we gotta dig a little deeper because when we dig a little deeper Revival and harvest is the only thing that matters. This brother didn't shake my hand. I'm going to leave the church. You're too busy on the surface. I'm sorry to tell you that. You're too busy on the surface. And you're willing to forfeit something that's been planted inside of you just because you want to be right. Just because you want to be correct. Correct. 
I've seen it, pastor, so many times. There's a father of the family that gets offended and their children are so close to coming to God that they forfeit their children's salvation just because they want to be right. Too focused on what's been thrown underground that they forfeit the seed that's been planted inside of their hearts and their minds. I come to encourage somebody. Affliction is going to come, but you better hold on. Ah, oh, the storm is going to come, but you better be planted on the rock. Oh, words are going to come your way, but you ought to hold to the word of God and say, I ain't leaving from this place. I'm grounding my place here. I'm looking for the seed. looking for the seed I'm looking for the seed I'm not too busy with the trash I'm looking for the seed what I'm here for is for the seed and I'm telling you right now there's people in here with memories of this memories of that somebody took advantage of you somebody took advantage of your vulnerability and it has hindered how you look at God and it has hindered how you have approached God. And there has been people that have approached God with their heads hanging low. And that is not biblical. The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. I didn't get a lot of amens there. I know some people are struggling with it. But you ought to come before God boldly with a God confidence. Knowing if I reach my hands to the heavens and I let out my voice and I speak his name. He's going to listen to me. He's going to touch me. He's going to transform me. He's going to change my life. Listen, the worst thing you can do right now in 2022 is leave an atmosphere of the wind and the word. That is the worst thing you can do for you and your family. The worst thing you can do is for you to leave the atmosphere of the wind and of the word. Because it's not going to happen with one altar call. There's recognition, there's, there's a resolution, but it's not going to happen in one altar call. You got to stay faithful to the house of God. Whether there's a special speaker or not, whether there's an evangelist or not, whether there's a missionary or not, you want to stay faithful to the house of the Lord. The third enemy. And the reason I'm saying this is because this isn't only for the people that are here. It's for the people that are coming behind us. We need deep moves of the Holy Ghost, Pastor. Because it's deep moves of the Holy Ghost that'll break the hearts of those that are stubborn, those that have been hurt, those that have been afflicted. And I'm not just talking about those that are here. I'm talking about people that are going to come through those doors. And God's going to plant seed in their lives. And they are looking to you to have a deep move and a deep experience with God and not dead church. Is this all right? I, I know there's some of you got a little quiet here. Is this, is this okay? They're, they're, they're leaning on you so that you can, you can carry them to the glory. And you can carry them to where the rivers are running. And you can carry them to where the, where the pool is being stirred. And you can carry them where the angels are ministering. And you can carry them to where they need to be to find the healing that they need. We got to have deep moves of the Holy Ghost. We got to be vulnerable with God. We got to be real and we got to be transparent. We got to be open. There's some of you, you haven't cried in God's presence because the last time you remembered yourself crying, it was with a bad memory. It was when that person left you or that person said something about you or that person hit you. And so you don't cry in God's presence because you are brought back to that memory. And I'm here to tell you that memory is a hard place. That memory is a rock in your way that's keeping you from the depths of the spirit. 
and it's keeping you from being healed and being made whole in God's presence and I'm here to tell you there's some people that say I'm just not emotional uh, I don't believe it uh, we can be emotional with just anything we can watch something on YouTube watch something on Netflix watch something here and start crying like a baby if you're willing to cry over there then you're willing to cry in God's presence when his spirit begins to move when you feel the weight of his glory when you feel the word convict you when you feel something in your heart it's time that hard things need to break church I come to tell you at our last day of revival it's time for hard things to begin to break because we cannot live in the surface we got to live in the deep if, if there's anything right now that we need in 2022 it, I'm, because I, tell, I come to tell you there's some people that are looking and saying I, I wish no more offenses will ever come ever again in my life and I, I come here to promise you more offenses are going to come and if you live in the surface you're not going to make it I'm sorry to tell you but it's the truth if you live in the surface you're not going to make it it's time to dig in deep to what matters it's time to dig deep into what matters I, I felt something for California for a very long time pastor and I know I'm preaching long it's, I, I, I'll finish it up here in a bit but I felt a word, I felt a word for California. It was like those times of the gold rush, right? It was the Dust Bowl. People were migrating to California. And, but they weren't migrating to California because of its beaches, because of its weather, or because of what was on the surface. They were migrating to California because of something that was found beneath the ground. Something so valuable that would carry their economy, carry their families above the dust bowl in the Great Depression. And I feel a spiritual migration happening to California. There's people wanting to leave because the surface is getting uncomfortable. Real estate is going on a skyrocket. All this kind of stuff with government. All this. I don't want to get into it. But the surface is getting too uncomfortable. So they're saying let me move to Texas. Let me move to Oklahoma. Pastor let me move to the Bible Belt. And it's going to be a lot nicer there. But you don't know that God has promised something for California. That is not on the surface. It's something that's found beneath the surface. It's something that's found in the deep. It's something that will sustain your family through a pandemic. It's something that will sustain your family through a crisis. It's called the promise of the sea. There's something better than gold found in the undergrounds of California. There's revival and harvest found in the undergrounds of California. We're not here because of the good weather. We're not here because of the scenery. We're not here because of the surface. We're not here because of Hollywood. We're not here because of all this stuff. We're not here because California dreaming and the life here in California. We're not here because of the surface. We're here because of what's found underneath. And I feel the churches that are still here in California and are flourishing are like gold mines. Found all over California. That as you enter through it, you start on the surface. But once you end, you end up in the deep. And I tell you, there's a mind card called the Holy Ghost. That's wanting to take you to a place where your family are going to be saved. And your kids are going to get the Holy Ghost. And we're going to see massive revival. And we're going to see a massive harvest in Alameda, California. But if you're too busy looking at the surface. And you're too busy looking at what's going around. And you're too busy at looking at earthly places. You'll miss what's happening under your feet.
I want you to lift your hands with me today. I want you to lift your hands with me today, church. Let's be obedient to the Holy Ghost right now. <laughs> There's somebody that has battled with the idea of moving. The idea of going to a different location. And I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost, this is where God wants you to be. <laughs> well, the real estate market isn't the best. Well, with the money that I'm making, I can get a house out there. I understand a house is important, but there's something under the ground. <laughs> there's something in the depths. There is such great potential in California for massive revival. But it's not found in the skies. It's not found in the clouds. It's not found in the surface. It's found underneath. I want you to stand with me, church. I want you to stand with me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You ought to listen to me right now. I want you to close your eyes, but you ought to listen to me. You ought to listen to me right now. Give me one moment. You ought to listen to me. The last enemy, the third enemy, the Bible considers it and categorizes it as the lust, the thorns, and the thistles, the entertainment, the lust of riches and fame and wealth. And I'm here to direct this part to the young people of this church. And I know I've been picking on you all this revival. But it's because I love you. It's because I've been praying for you. And I've been interceding for the young people. Because I know how it is to live in a place so bound and barely making it. New York is not an easy place to live for God. There's so many distractions, Pastor. So many thorns and thistles that I can easily entertain. That's why I feel such a burden for the young people of East Bay Bible Fellowship. Because I know it's not easy. You have everything at your fingertips. You have access to whatever it is that you want at the tip of your fingers. But I come here to tell you. You ought to be careful what you entertain. Because <laughs> it will choke the promise of God that has been planted into your heart. <laughs> you ought to be careful who you hang around with. Because <laughs> it will choke the giftings of God that have been implanted inside of you. I feel somebody here today there may be some thorns in your life that are choking the word of God and you're believing the lies of the enemy that you're not going to be able to do anything for the Lord that what God spoke to you about is fake, it's not real it can't be true and those are those entertaining factors that are rising up choking the calling that God has bestowed inside of your life. We ought to have a young group of people rise up and say, I choose the seed over everything else. I'm not saying don't get a career. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not saying don't get an education. But if that is choking the seed of God in your life, you ought to leave it. I know it's hard. I, I understand it ain't popular. But if it's choking the seed and the promise and the calling of God, you ought to leave it. Because I don't prefer a thorn and a thistle over the seed and the fruitfulness of the promises of God.
Let us not be a generation that forfeits the promises of God because of our comfort. Because of our will over God's will. Because of our plans over His plans. I know how tempting it can be, young people. I know. I know how tempting it can be to make a lot of money. I know how tempting it can be to get a nice car and dress very nice. But if it's choking the word of God, you ought to leave anything to keep the promises of God active and fruitful in your life. Lift your hands with me right now. Let's flow with the Holy Ghost this morning. Let's flow with the Holy Ghost this morning. Let's flow with the Holy Ghost this morning. There's some of you, you haven't entertained the thought that God can use you. You haven't entertained the thought that God can change your life. You haven't entertained the thought that God can do something special through you. Well, that seed of ministry is in the bag of the sower this morning. That seed of anointing is in the bag of the sower. And he's looking for some ground. He's looking for some land. He's looking... Open your hearts. Open your hearts. I'm not just talking to young people now. I'm talking to everybody here today. You ought to lift your hands. You ought to open your hearts. And you ought to come boldly before the presence of God. Come on. Come on. Come on. You ought to come boldly. Not shy. Not with your head down. But you ought to come and say, Lord, plant that seed in my life. Come on, 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 rise up from the thorns, rise up from the thistles, let the wind break the rock, let the word break the rock, let the word break the hard place, so that you can flow, so that you can flow, so that you can flow. Come on, young people, lift your voice. Young people, lift your voice. Young people, lift your voice. Come on. You've been shy too long. You've been quiet too long. It's time to come boldly. It's time to come boldly. It's time. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Shandalaba katayalalaba katayalalaba. There's a seed of revival wanting to be planted in a young person who wants to open their hearts to receive it. Who wants to open their hearts to receive it? Lift your hands. Lift your hands. There's a seed of anointing. There's a seed of anointing that's wanting to change your mind. It's wanting to change your life. Let go of the thorns. Let go of the thistle. Let go of it. Choose the seed. I want you to put your hand I want you to put your hand on your neighbor right now. I want you to put your hand on your neighbor wherever it's appropriate. There's some people in this house you've been hard for a very long time. It's time you break before the presence of God this morning. It's time you break before the presence of God this morning. I need somebody that knows how to flow to lift your head, lift your voice. I need somebody that knows how to flow with the Spirit to lift your voice. You ought to lift your voice boldly. Come on. There's some people that they may not be able to do it. They need your help. There's waters that are, there's waters that are troubled. There are waters that are stirring. They need a brother. They need a sister. They need somebody. Let it break. 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 I'm not here to beat it out of you. I'm here to speak the word. Out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers, rivers.
this aside. It's time to tap into the seed. It's time to tap. 